from Los Angeles, California. This is The Relationship Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny. This is a casual conversation between two friends and colleagues taking serious topics not so seriously. This podcast contains strong language and is intended for mature audiences. It is for entertainment purposes only. Enjoy. So let me ask you, back to Valentine's Day. Do you think that Valentine's Day is kind of a setup? You know, that uh, it's setting people up to be disappointed or stressed out or experience self-doubt or shame? I mean, it's how you want to approach it. It's just like anything else, like birthdays. Some people say, oh, I'm so excited about birthdays. Others say, you know, I'm going to stay in bed and I'm just going to wait for this day to go. I mean, it, it is whatever you want it to be and and a stage of life right so if i'm a if i'm a, a daughter and my dad gives me beautiful valentine's cards and a chocolate heart every year which is what he did for for my sister my um mom and myself like growing up Aww. um and then you know and then you're a teenager and uh, some of us fluctuated with our weight and it was chubby with a mohawk but i won't say who <laughs> so we were not the best looker and had some hard times and add acne onto that which is so special um, again stage of life and the reality of it right yep so valentine's might not have been my best that year but then you know cut to you know young adult adulthood and hanging out with single girls and having fun and just celebrating friendship and love and whatever and you know like then every other year depending on where you're at you know it's ebbs and flows nothing is cookie cutter nothing is perfect it's just honoring where you are at and I know for a lot of people they'll come into our office and they will say you know I know my husband has not made any plans and I'm just I'm gonna see what he does and, you know, I think that's a setup because I feel yeah. like, you know, if you want a steak dinner, I don't think there's anything wrong with making the reservations and going, honey, you're taking me at six to blah, blah, blah. I mean, have what you want. But if you know your guy isn't the gift card candy type, that doesn't mean he doesn't love you. Right. He could love you by fixing a tire, by, you know, taking out the trash. I mean, there are other ways that men express love. And you and I could talk about that book at another time, Love yeah. Language, right? Yeah, Love Languages by yeah. Gary Chapman. Is that his name? I think so. Yeah, it, it, that's a great book, and you're absolutely right. I mean, it's whatever is natural and agreed upon and comfortable for the individual and the individual couple. But I do think that there are some people who have these really strong feelings about Valentine's Day as being like, ah, oh, they're just trying to sell candy and cards. And it's like, well, yeah, it's that too. It is a big business. Uh, it is the second largest card giving holiday after uh, Christmas. Not Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the half Jewish in me. I just think that if somebody really feels like they're being yeah if you're not into it don't do anything go have a pizza and go to bed like, yeah you know what i mean like don't don't right. make it so hostile like screw society right like really just relax exactly and come see us right and we'll allow you to relax or we'll send you to a yoga studio meditation mindfulness i mean whatever but you know you don't have to like you know doom and gloom and you know that's why we you and I were talking about these tips a little bit right and looking out for kind of the red flag issues of Valentine's Day red flag yep uh, because you know they can be whether you can go to a bar and get you know really drunk and just be really depressed or 
take self-care and go, you know what, this is a holiday that's really triggering for me and I am not going to sit home and feel sorry for myself. I'm going to call a friend and <laughs> that just reminded me of like, you got a friend. Like, <laughs> uh, but I'm with you. And like I, self-care. Right. And I'm, I really advocate with clients and friends and myself in my own life about rewriting your story. So even if you've had bad experiences in a, on a Valentine's Day. Obviously, if it's really traumatic, you should be in therapy. Just relax. Exactly. And come see us. Come see Dr. Wendy or myself, <laughs> uh, or another licensed professional. Or associates. Right. You know, get some support if it's really setting you off, but rewrite your story. Re every, every Valentine's is an opportunity to write a good Valentine's story. And one of my favorite memories is from when I was single and a friend of mine just came down from San Francisco and for the weekend staying with me and he planned a big dinner and we went out and we just had a great time. It was not romantic, but it was a celebration of our friendship and where we were in our lives. And as I always say, hey, if you're going to be single, enjoy being single. If you're going to be in a relationship, enjoy being in a relationship because it could change at any time. Yeah. And it's about being grateful about where you are at that moment and enjoying it because it can change too. You know, being in a relationship is hard. It's, you know, it takes work. It for takes sure. work. Yep. I know some people don't want to hear that. Some people think like, well, the relationship shouldn't be hard. And it's like, well, no. That's movie love. Right, exactly. And most things that are worth it have an element of difficulty or challenge to them. And that's also what makes it so satisfactory when things are going well and when you get it together. I remember, I mean, just like you said, write your own story. That made me think of a memory where I was single and I was... Uh, was not mingling. <laughs> I felt sorry for myself and just, you know, I think it was Valentine's Day and I lit my candles in my little apartment and I put fresh flowers all over and I got out uh, my dream journal, which you and I will talk about because we really want people to kind of start a dream journal if they don't have one going. Dr. Wendy's dream journal. And I remember not knowing what I was gonna write about, but I was in so much emotional pain and just so sad and just hopeless, like, I don't know. But you know, I opened up my journal, I bought a beautiful journal with a beautiful pen and I just started writing. And then before I knew it, by like page two or three even, I wrote a letter to my future husband. You can try this at home. And I, I did and, and um, I just said, we don't know each other yet, but one day I'm gonna read this to you, and I can't wait because I'm sitting here crying right now, and I'm, and I'm really holding on to a little bit of hope that one day you'll walk through my life, and I wanna thank you for finding me. And so for my beautiful husband, thank you for finding me, because uh, there were times when I didn't think he was gonna show up, and it, it is true. It happens when you least expect it. I concur. I think that's beautiful what you just said. And it's something similar to what I did. It's not centered around Valentine's Day, but 
at the end of a particularly difficult relationship, an intense one, I was asked by a therapist at the time to write a list of our bottom lines. Here's something you can try. The things that you absolutely had to have in a relationship or absolutely would not tolerate in a relationship. And I started that at that point and I was in my early 20s and I would go back to the same list and add to it and revise it over the years and somewhere in my early 30s I sort of lost track of it and then recently I came across it and I was looking at that list and everything on it are things that I have now and that I have in my marriage and I wasn't even consciously looking for them anymore, but putting them down on that paper and putting them out there in a very concrete way, I really feel contributed to my determination to find the partner that I was looking for and find a way to invite the things into my life that I wanted because there's also personal responsibility just because you want something doesn't mean you don't have to do something to get it and I love how you said find a way because that's a proactive way instead of passive you know we do have a choice of you know doing self-care and making sure that we feel our best in a proactive way or you know be passive and sit on your couch and eat bonbons which if that's what you need to do at that time in your life then that's where you're at there's no judgment in that but at some point you know like you said find a way that's a very proactive thing of saying you know what I'm done crying I'm done feeling sorry for myself hop on that treadmill or you know cut out the alcohol or you know put on paper your dream your hopes your wishes um, make a life change if very least if there's nothing that you can do just go and find someone that you trust and start from there you know right just find a friend just relax exactly and come see us you got a friend right <laughs> this is a little fun fact something I thought was interesting that in Finland Valentine's Day is called something that I can't pronounce. Try. Please try. <laughs> Please try and then I'll try. Okay. Yastavan uh, Paiva. Yastavan Paiva. Which okay. translates into Friends Day. Okay. Yastavan Pavia. Yastavan Pavia. That's what I get. Just, I mean, no disrespect to the Finnish people. Yeah, so Please if anybody, yeah, yes, yeah, so if you're Finnish and you know how to pronounce that word, call us at 310-712-1230 and please help us because we would really love to say it appropriately. You can also connect with us on drwendyoconnor.com and doctor is spelled out or email us as well. You can find us through drwendyoconnor.com. Or at our Twitter, um, Ask Dr. Wendy. Just relax. Exactly. And come see us. So Valentine's Day in Finland is this word that we can't pronounce, called, which translates into Friends Day. And it's a day about remembering all of your friends, not just your significant others. Mm. And uh, there's something similar in Estonia. And I just think that that's really beautiful because if Valentine's Day can be expanded to be about love in general and not just about celebrating sort of coupledom, which I think a lot of people think that it is, options for enjoying it and celebrating it really expand and they 
are less likely to send you into some sort of a self-doubt or low self-esteem spiral. Things you can do if you don't have plans on Valentine's Day. Here's something you can try. Make plans. Yeah, or or don't make plans and stay home and bake cookies or you know do something different that you don't usually do, you know? I mean, just pick up a new hobby or reach out. You know, the internet is, I'm a cyber educator and that's one of my passions with, uh, you know, teens and technology or singles and technology or couples and technology. There's just so many possibilities out there, whether it's Photoshopping something or incredible designs or, you know, just dream. Make a, you know, Pinterest or Instagram. I mean, you know, there's so many ways to connect even through the, what I call the vortex. And you, I mean, you could do all kinds of things specifically for Valentine's Day if you, if you want, if you're going to be home alone too. I mean, talk about Groupon, living single. Yeah. I mean, sorry, that's a TV show. (laughs) It's a great TV show. Uh, Living social or meetup.com. There's always things you can find to do out there. And there are lots of singles events being planned especially for valentine's day you mentioned it earlier in our conversation before we started recording that there's lots of men are out at bars anyways on valentine's day both single men and single women so you know your partner may be out there and this isn't just about women even though we're both women i mean it goes the same for men or gay men or gay women it's where are you in your life and if you're not in a significant relationship and you want to, that's also something. You could spend your Valentine's Day saying, okay, so this time next year, I want to be with someone, so what can I do? Let's write up some fake online profiles and figure, you know, and like, not a fake one. Red flag. But like, let's draft up some. (laughs) (laughs) I'm six foot four with giant tits. Uh Uh, Right. Write some drafts for new online profiles or check out some dating sites that you haven't. Yep get together with another single friend and do that and help each other with them or don't go out rent rent a when harry met sally or something but you know what jenny also i just feel like it's if you need to stay home and just feel like shit and cry then honor that i agree i agree I'm you know? a big fan of catharsis too. Yeah, I think cry with it, out. you know, if it's if it's not chronic, if it's not something that has been if you have been crying for 3 to 6 months over the same broken relationship and believe me, there have been times in my life where, you know, 3 to 6 months after I was still feeling the pain in certain areas. So there's no judgment attacked uh, attached. Ooh, interesting. Mm, Dr. Freud. <laughs> uh, who is it? Paging Dr. Freud. Dr. Freud. Paging Dr. Freud. Uh, Attack me. Hello, this is Dr. Freud. Oh, that's funny. I don't even know what I was saying anymore. Sound effects? Dr. Freud, yes. Anyway, the point is, you know, do what you want to do on Valentine's Day. Right, do whatever. Wish you well. And we're so excited about this podcast because a lot of people have been asking us to get this up and running and, you know, due to a lot of different 
other things that we are doing in the community. It's such a wonderful uh, way to really share our gifts and our passion for what we do with uh, even more people. And so, you know, we obviously care about the people that we meet and it goes both ways. It's not like we are the experts and they, you know, our clients don't know anything. It's the opposite, which is, you know, our clients are really the expert and I grow with each session and each moment that I do my coaching or the, you know, therapy sessions, even, you know, talking with colleagues. That's one of the things that I love about this work is that my curiosity grows. It's not just something that is satisfied at any point in time. And whether it's because it's a new client coming in with a new situation and obviously everybody's got different history, but like you said, we learn as much from our clients as hopefully they learn from working with us. And yeah, we are the experts in in certain things and clients are the experts in their own lives. They know where they've had success and, and difficulties and sometimes it shines a light on things that we've had difficulties with and, as well. You know, I think people think that therapy or coaching or whatever it is should be like very serious. And so people might go like, God, you know, like they're so silly, they're so funny, they're so playful. I mean, yes, we use a lot of humor to connect, but we are very empathetic and serious about the issues that come through our, our office and, and even the calls that we get or the emails that we get. And I really, really want to stress, we would love to hear from our audience. So please, once again, don't forget uh, you can always leave us a message at 310-712-1230 and we will definitely answer your calls and questions and email again mine is drwendyoconnor at gmail.com my email is jenniferjvwilson at gmail.com and my website is jenny with an i j-e-n-n-i jvwilson.com my twitter is at jenny jvwilson jenny j-e-n-n-i jvwilson and v is in valentine <laughs> yes moving on after cards what do you think the number one gift is that people give Chocolate. Chocolate. You are right on. It's actually candy, but, you know, I would say chocolate is probably the majority of that. Lovers. Yeah. What does that say? That they want to make us fat? Or that you're sweet? They say that Americans aged 25 to 34 will spend up to $114 on their partner. Or if you're 34 and over, it goes down to about half of that. What? Yeah, it's about, uh-uh. it's a little under $60. Valentine's Day gifting. But like oh. I said, some people are not gifts and flower kind of people. And you know what? I say women, don't yell at the men and try to make them something. Pick your own daisy, write your own love letter, and make your reservation Be very... where you want to go and bring him along and love him up. You know? And why does it always have to be from him to you as well? What about you? Society, it's like if a man doesn't proactively do it. But I gotta tell you, talking with all the men throughout the seventeen years, there's a whole and that's another story, I mean another show we'll do, but a whole backstory of men and the quiet lives of what they internalize what they, yes. how they want to um, assert themselves, and, and when they're really scared, 
And, you know, men are much more sensitive than the women understand. Yes. And uh, men love to fix. And so it's not that they don't want to give you things. Sometimes, and this comes up all the time, they do not know what we want. So women, help them out. Just Absolutely, them out. ladies. I'm not shy. I will tell my man. I like red, I like candy, and I love roses. And I love steak. And I make sure I get all of that. Really important. You and I, and I'm really not saying that he gives me all that or or he doesn't give me that. All I'm saying is I make it happen because, because I want that. You right. Know? You get your needs met. And if he yep. can be an active participant in that, yep. even better. What about for you? For me, it's the same thing. If there's something really important to me, I feel it's up to me to let him know if there's something I want to either receive or do. And I would say in the seven years that I've been with my husband, it's amazing how good he's gotten at that. Sometimes he'll just surprise me with something that I've talked about being interested in that I'm not talking about with the hopes of getting something. You know, whether it's somebody's coming in concert that I like, like, oh, look, this person, and then showing up with tickets for that when that was not my intention, but that's lovely because that shows that they're listening to you and, and vice versa. If I but hear, I've heard that you're clear and direct. I'm very clear and direct, too. If there's something... Because women will often say, uh, figure it out. Red flag. Or, you know what I like. Watch out for all those red flags. And the men, they really don't. For whatever reason, it's not that they don't want to. They're not withholding. They just... Gr women... Be clear and direct. Get get what you want. And, you know, and if you're not getting it from him... Big red flag! Then you need to move forward with someone who can really love you the way you want to be loved. Or accept him how he is. Exactly. Focus on the other things that you get, not just the things that you're not getting. Totally. Totally. Totally with you. <laughs> but I know this couple. She has a penchant for handbags and... For some holiday or anniversary, she wanted a particular handbag or wanted a new one, and he didn't get the one that she wanted, uh -oh. and she threw a fit and locked herself in the bedroom. Red flag! I mean, he was devastated because he'd spent a lot of time and energy and money to get her a particular handbag, and it wasn't right. It wasn't good enough, and she had a very strong and I personally think a bit of a childish reaction it's kind okay, of an immature reaction up. I mean really no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right well let, let's talk what I, I need to see what those bags actually yeah, were let's look at the bags let's get them out here let's look at the bag but even yeah. if even if it's not what you she want she wasn't grateful she wasn't grateful even if Gratitude. it's not what you want you can recognize be grateful for the effort yeah and maybe at maybe the next day when the pressure's off you can say you know what it's not really my style. We should go together and return it or whatever. I mean, there's always compromises and negotiations to be had. Yeah. You don't have to ruin your night, make the person feel bad. And obviously it could go the other way as well. It's uh, a very childlike response. So I'm curious. Here's the therapist part of me, right? Is curious what happened in her early childhood uh, in order to not get her needs met because that shows me that's a coping skill that here she is in adulthood and she's still using a childhood coping skill or re re reaction. So that makes me sad for her because, yeah. you know, I, I think that... She could have the bag and the man, and maybe this is also 
uh, extending into a lack of intimacy in their relationship because maybe she had to sabotage a good moment and push him away. Ugh, I am good yeah. today. Okay. And, and it's, it, you're right, though, because whatever it is going on with her, it's not just him. It's not just his night ruined yeah. and, and that he yeah. feels like he's failed, but he could in turn get angry, but that she herself has sort of sabotaged, like you use that word, it's a great word, like sabotaged her own opportunity for being happy in that moment. So maybe there's a bit of avoidance or ambivalent attachment, and so she could read my book. Stay Open by Dr. Wendy O'Connor is available on Amazon and through her website, www.doctorwendyoconnor.com. It's called Stay Open, and maybe we can give him the book on Stay Open to get more purses. There you go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Stay Open to Purses. Those are the kinds of things that my husband and I talk about. There are things he is also very honest with me, and he'll say, I don't feel confident getting you X, Y, or Z because I know you've got a very specific idea about it. There are certain areas in which I think he feels really strong and confident about his choices and his ideas about things and other areas in which he doesn't even want to go there. But what really drives me crazy is whether it's with a client or with friends or you know family is somebody has the idea and it's not just in romantic relationships because it can happen in all different kinds of relationships. It can happen in friendships that somebody should just know what they mean, know what they want. Yep. While you could know somebody 20 years and know them pretty well, but still miss the mark on certain things. You cannot take it for granted. And it also means different things to different people. Mm -hmm. What does Valentine's Day mean? And you kind of have to be in agreement. If you're in a relationship, you have to be in agreement with what that means. Are you going to make a big deal of it or are you not? If you've got kids, are you, how do you, is it going to be something just for mom and dad? Are you going to include the kids? I decorated my son's room all in Valentine's stuff everywhere. I put red and silver tinsel all over and I bought him like, okay, so then you don't have to spend a lot of money and I don't think that's it, what you should do, but you know, 99 cent store. Oh my God. Is they, they have the best holiday stuff. And I just got a whole bunch of like little hearts and some fun little toys and hearts, 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 and you know, put soft stuffed hearts all over the house and whatever. But you know, I, I'm goofy that way. I just, I feel like everybody needs to know how loved they are on a daily basis. So Valentine's day is every day. <laughs> yes. Every day can be Valentine's. I mean, you've got a, a pillow in your office. that says love. Yeah. And I've got a pillow on my bed at home. that says love. That hey, is... is that the same pillow? <laughs> Do you take my pillow I, home? I take it home at night. <laughs> um, <laughs> just really didn't want you to know. Moving on. So, what do you think about a couple if they're having, maybe they have plans, but they get in a big fight? Should they still go out on Valentine's Day? I mean, obviously it's going to be different considering... I think they should fight. I'm serious, because you look at me like, well, she, no, she did not just say that. Yeah. I, I think they should argue it out. Get that shit out. Can I say I'm very in to get it out so we can move on? 
Right. You know, I think the myth is like suppress it, avoid it, right. go without it. Oh my God, if we fight, that's bad. No, if it's there and you have a perception of something and the other person has a perception, duke it out for a period of time. And then, you know, statistically, 80% of all conflicts with couples, there's no resolution. This could be useful. So this is research. 80% of conflict has no resolution at all. So feel what you're feeling, make your stance, and then take a deep breath, take a time out, and then, you know, and then move forward. But I do feel like it's okay to have that, you know, just bitch session for a little bit. Just get it out. I mean, part of the couple's work that I do is I spend the first few sessions just watching and observing their dynamics. And, and you know, I, you know, even fighting is connecting. That's phys physiological responses at its best. It's the heightened chemical reactors in your brain, and you're still connected to that person. But you don't want to do that on an ongoing basis, but we're human beings. We feel and we cry and we emote and we bitch and, you know, and it doesn't mean that we don't love each other. It just means, you know, it could be unresolved issues from the day. It could be traffic. It could be taxes. I mean, it could be so many different things. And it could be nothing about the person who's standing in front of you, as long as you're understanding. And sometimes people go, okay, I'm just going to let my partner vent and then we can move on. Or no, you know what? I'm going to say what I have to say. And then we can move on. <laughs> yeah, and obviously there is a degree to which if your fighting has reached a level of being unproductive Red flag. or really cyclical and there is no movement, even though you're getting it all out, there's no moving on. Big red flag. Then you have to go see a professional. Just relax. Exactly. And come see us. You know, then you have to either go in as a couple or as an individual, take a step if, if it's a chronic issue. If you're fighting about the same things over and over again, that's something... Or if it's a safety even... issue, like addiction or drugs or alcohol sure. or, you know, threatening homicide or suicide or throwing stuff or domestic violence, like, you know, I mean, how big does it get? Right. But if you're just talking about a conflict, I mean, stop, acknowledge it. Do not do it while you're driving, obviously. That is not the time and place to be doing it. So just be quiet until you get to the restaurant, because that could be fun, too, you know. <laughs> so if somebody is close to breaking up with somebody else, and it's around Valentine's Day, and they've got plans, like, let's say a client comes to you and says, look, I've been seeing this person, it's just not going very well, but we've got Valentine's Day plans in three days, should I... Go? Should we not go? What would you tell them? How to handle breaking up. Be authentic. You know, don't lead people on. Just be real. I think women appreciate honesty, that it hurts and we feel it. But I think a lot of women, well, I wouldn't, you know, some people, I guess, want to be lied to, but, you know, can sense BS a mile away. And right. so, when, you know, if someone's cheating, typically they know there's something going on or they have a gut instinct that something doesn't feel right N not all the time not all the time but you know if you pay attention to your gut feeling you know the mind body connection then uh but i'm just talking about though be also like I mean, be yeah real, dude like if you're not into it then, then break it up know. before yeah because she needs to be free to go find her the other partner or whatever okay so i'm just just raising the stakes just a pinch like I'm total <laughs> theoretically, but let's say that a couple is planned like an expensive weekend out or away and he doesn't want and he knows money. that he's going to break up with her, but it's going to be a waste of money. Should he still tell her? 
should he still tell her? Or should he... Well, or, well, I mean, because it's authentic to tell her that he wants out of the relationship. But if she could get a nice trip and then get broken up with, I mean, you know. So where does kindness come in? Is I mean, is that cruel or is that just a happy ending? <laughs> <laughs> like, like one one for the road? Yes, one last exactly. good memory? Is that like a healing? Is that a loving thing? I mean, I can make it very warm and empathetic too. Uh, his last gesture could be, I don't want to end on a sour note, and then we'll always have, but you never took me on that trip. You know, a couple can be loving and hold hands on a beach for their last trip, like Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt, although, you know, know, I mean, that was the image that came to my mind that the media saw. I don't know what happened behind the closed doors. She probably threw some shit at him, but... Breaking up can be bullshit. You know, whatever. I mean goodbyes and endings can look so many different ways and it can be beautiful it can be healing or it can be like you know it can be what again what you want it to be it can be based on my history if i had a father who was domestic violence and raged or was in prison or you know or unavailable or absent i can project that onto my mate and then i'll make it whatever i want it to be so even if you're being very loving caring and your gesture is the last trip I can be hostile and vicious and make your life hell. And then it goes back to, I'm going to send you a cockroach in the mail. You You are on the adopted cockroach list, buddy. So it can look different ways. It depends what his intention is. Is his intention get sex and not waste his money? Or does he want to bring another honey on the trip? I mean... You know, it's it's what it's it's who we are, our moral compass, our baseline, our morals, our values, our ethics. Like, who are you? Do you want to be a jerk or do you want to be someone loving? Like, what do you stand for in this life? No pressure. <laughs> that said, fifty three percent of women say they'd break up with their partner if they didn't get something on Valentine's Day. Ooh. Red flag. Fifty-three percent. Okay, those girls—they're gonna have a hard time. Oh, and I say girls because in my book, stay open. I talk about the difference between a boy, a guy, and a fully cooked man, or a girl, a gal, or a fully cooked adult woman. Stay Open by Dr. Wendy O'Connor is available on Amazon and through her website www.doctorwendyoconnor.com. If someone doesn't give you chocolate and a card and you're out, you're going to have a hard time finding the love of your life because it's not about chocolates and a card. It's true. Those things are kind of easy, too. It's a lot easier to go online and order flowers or have a secretary order flowers or swing by Walgreens or stop at the intersection and talk to the guy with the bag of oranges and the flowers. Those or- Can I just say, those oranges are delicious. And I'm just saying, for the freeway, shout yeah. out to the freeway guys. <laughs> I know, I mean... <laughs> big following. Big listening I, following. No, I just have to tell you that those roses stay forever. I don't know where they get them, but they're wonderful. I just, I highly recommend so, getting them. So there you go. There's another tip and resource. <laughs> the Freeway guys. Yeah, freeway guys. No, that's the, the, be the, hard. That all those things are pretty... Uh, they're missing the message of connection yeah, and love that, and Which those are the tolerance. things that, like... Yeah, if you those are the those are the real gifts. Are somebody who's going to listen to you and if you're going to get devastated over you didn't get a box of chocolate, girl, you better learn how to go to C's and yeah. go order and get a sample. Go out and get your own. Yes. Yeah. As we sort of wrap this up, I have been doing a new social media test. Uh, right now, it's just limited to my 
audience on Facebook and Twitter, but I've been posing questions to them as totally unscientific surveys. Miss Jenny's totally unscientific survey. And so the first one, because this is a show about relationships, the first one that I posed to them was, in as few words as possible, could they describe to me what makes a good relationship? I didn't specify what kind of a relationship. And so some of the things that came up a lot were clear communication, honesty, laughter, and sense of humor came up the most. Other things were respect from all sides, honesty with kindness. There was a lot of honesty. Different people would qualify it with kindness, that well-timed honesty, wanting the best for your partner, acceptance of faults without trying to change them, patience, mutual interests, compromise, perspective, willingness, forgiveness, loyalty, no games, passion, humility, only one person said this, and maybe it's because it's all inclusive, but I really loved it, was one person said friendship. And oh. I thought that that really is. I mean, if you, people want to be friends with their kids, they want to be friends with their parents, they want to be friends with their partner. It's the basis of everything. If you cannot be friends with your loved one, uh, you're going to have a hard time. And I think all of these other things sort of play into that. Sense of humor was the top thing that people came up with. You know, my parents have been married uh, 52 years, and it is not perfect by any means, but I'm obsessed with talking to people who have been married for a very, very long time. I'll see them at dinner holding hands, and I'll go up to them and say, I hate to bother you. I just was wondering, could you just give me advice for a loving relationship? And then they'll say, oh, we've been married 48 years, 52 years, 55 years. And um, it always comes back to the three. This could be useful. Communication chemistry and humor for what it's worth it's important to laugh and it's important to have that mutual chemistry with each other and then you know to be able to talk to each other and it's hard but there's definitely ways to learn how to increase all those things and learn how to be funny and learn how to figure out where the chemistry is and if it's not flowing how we can get that and then you know learning more verbal, nonverbal, uh, you know, expressions so that we can share with our loved ones in a healthy way. So that was the totally unscientific survey of this week. Miss Jenny's totally unscientific survey. So the next one that is going on right now is how important is Valentine's Day to you? And I'm getting people's responses all the time that's great so feel free to chime in if you are out there listening we can talk about that next time around and pose whatever the next one is moving on the other thing that we wanted to just touch upon briefly was dr wendy's dream journal exercise dr wendy's dream journal what is the purpose of a dream journal so the dream journal that's hard to say that. Can you say that three times fast? Dream journal, dream no. Say it fast. Dream, dream journal, journal, dream, dream journal, journal, dream journal. <laughs> yeah, it. No, you can't. I can't. Uh, so, dream journal is just you know stepping outside the walls of what you think is appropriate and what you think is right or wrong or you know thinking in that black and white thought process. Just put on the paper anything, anyway, 
that even sounds like unrealistic that things you know that if your friends heard it they would say oh you're crazy it will never happen get all that negative naysayer stuff out and just jump into dreams wishes hopes miracles just dream just dare to dream and it really is pushing through your fear of thinking in society that we have to stay within these four corners of this you know appropriate wall and and just bust down those walls and put down anything i had a dream journal going for over 15 years and the same one just because you know i i I hate journaling by the way i'm not a journaler journaler that's that a word yeah, actually, I'm glad that you're saying that because I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel that same way. Like, I can't write something every day or, or feel that it's another thing to do or some sort of pressure. But I kept it and I, and, and I kept it in the same place with the same beautiful pen and really deep, dark periods where I was really sad, I wrote. And, oh my God, celebrations I wrote and um, my dreams and you know i would look back at the past years and little by little i marked off everything i started checking off uh whatever it was you know really thinking that i could go from my bachelor's master's my phd and i converted to judaism at one point i i couldn't stop getting certifications i think that was (laughs) an addiction and so you know and and uh, life coaching or whatever it was i just needed to learn you know, I just kept checking that off, having my own business, check, traveling to certain places, check, finding love, check, writing books, check. I mean, and I dreamed. And at that time that I wrote it, did I believe it? No, but I dared to dream, which is, you know, that big statement. And and if you if you just put what I call the audience away, except not our not our audience, right? you know, but just the audience in your head that says you can't do it, don't listen to, to that because we don't know what's possible. But you got to try. You got to try and dream. And so the dream journal is just your own personal thing. And a lot of people are scared about confidentiality. So write in, you know, in sometimes if you don't want to disclose something because you're scared someone's going to pick it up, still honor yourself and write it. But just like put an X next to the things that you don't want, you know, because you know what it is. Um, so that when someone reads it, they don't know what you mean. Sure. If they read it. It's, it's a way to stay connected with yourself. You can try this at home. I thought a beautiful kind of exercise is to write a love letter to yourself from the person that you wish you heard these things from, you know? And it might sound silly or goofy or fluffy, and that's okay, because, you know, beyond that judgment, you know, what, what is it that you want to hear? Whether you're single or married or married for 20 years or divorced or uh, a widower, just put it down, honor your heart. You know, there would be times when I came home from blind dates or any dates and positive or negative, I would, I started writing kind of a deal breaker list and that kind of morphed into that too. It was, you know, my dream list, but definitely what I did not want for the next date and stayed really conscious to that. Those bottom lines. And then really what I wanted, once again, I feel like if I can do it, anyone can do it, making dreams happen and even including... Um, this podcast. I'm really excited because it took heaven and earth for us to make this happen. I love that this tool, that the journaling has been so productive for you and it's so personal to you. You are practicing what you preach and sort of what you ask of your clients or propose to your clients to do. And also to you guys listeners, I'm also a big journaler and I make lists and 
I really process things I'm writing. Sometimes that's how I get them out of my head, especially if they're spiraling. So a few of the things, just to reiterate, that Dr. Wendy and I have talked about that you can include in your dream journal, the love letter to yourself, as Dr. Wendy has described. Or to a future mate. Or to the future mate, as she talked about doing in the past. Writing a list, if you're less of a prose writer and you want to just jot it quick and fast. I talked about the list of bottom lines and qualities of of a mate that I was looking for. You can also make a list of the positive and love-worthy traits and qualities that you yourself have. Remind yourself how much value you have and how much you have to bring to a relationship as well. Yeah. You can do one, you can do all of those. What are the qualities that you want in a dream partner? These are all good things to do exercises and they're things that never have to be finished. They can be living documents that continue to grow. We definitely encourage you to participate. Next podcast, Dr. Wendy will have another exercise for you, maybe related to the dream journaling, but I think it's a, I think it's a good start. Moving on. I think that's about it. You can find us on iTunes. Hopefully you already have. You can find Dr. Wendy at drwendyoconnor.com and doctor is spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R wendyoconnor.com or you can email her at at gmail. It's drwendyoconnor at gmail.com Dr. Wendy's phone number is 310-712-1230 All of our information will be available online as well. So we look forward to talking to you. I'm Miss Jenny. And I am Dr. Wendy. Yeah, write to us. Tell us what's on your mind or if there's a relationship topic that you'd like to hear us talk about. We want to address all things relationships, whether it's with your family of origin, your parents, your siblings, your cousins. Your pet. Your pet. Right? right? Absolutely. Your colleagues at work, your boss, your... Yeah, those are fun. Bosses are fun. Those are interesting. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, and neighbors. There's. We live in relationship to other people, as well as relationship to ourselves. So we want you to use us as another resource, and we will... We will respond. Have a great Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Honor yourself. You've been yourself. listening to The Relationship Bye. Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny. A casual conversation between two friends and colleagues taking serious topics not so seriously. Dr. Wendy O'Connor and Jenny J.B. Wilson see clients in private practice in Los Angeles, California, and can be found online at www.doctorwendyoconnor.com and www.jennijbwilson.com. For entertainment purposes only. Ugh, I am good.